Hey, what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? Welcome back to another episode of RTBP. I'm so glad you're here. Today is a super fun episode, jam-packed with a lot of content. Lex Nico is here. She is a Pinterest influencer, a host of a bitches podcast, Crown Jewels with Samantha Bush, and the founding father of Plot Girl Summer, which I honestly feel like I had a Plot Girl Summer. So thanks, Lex. And we talk about obviously the Royals. We talk about Ashley Olsen and the Kardashians and it's super fun. So I hope you enjoy. I feel like Plot Girl Summer is manifesting, you know, the kind of summer you want you're you know doing it for the plot but have you heard of lucky girl syndrome because i saw the viral tiktok about lucky girl syndrome and i've kind of like been using it and i'm kind of obsessed it's basically just the concept it's like manifestation it's basically just like you know if i think good things if i believe i'm lucky lucky things will happen to me or you know good things will happen to me and I think that it has some validity I'm not usually like a manifestation girly but I do think it has some validity because it's kind of like a self-fulfilling prophecy where you know if you believe you'll be successful you will be or you will do the behaviors that will get you there and I'm just I feel like I'm in my lucky girl syndrome era that's something that I'm bringing into 2023 the other thing I'm bringing into 2023 is hydration holy fuck I bought the Stanley quencher which is like you know the the it girl water bottle so it was like you know the Nalgene and then it was the Hydro Flask and then it was the swell water bottle and then (laughs) what was the one in between like I don't even know like (laughs) it's actually like so cringe because it's like why are we replacing our water bottles just because of the trends but let me tell you I have been drinking so much water it is 40 ounces I drank 60 ounces the first day I've had it for three days <laughs> I think I've consistently drank 60 ounces it was so funny because I was like I'm so hydrated like this is the first time ever I felt hydrated I'm drinking so much water like eight cups be damned like I'm fucking killing this like all of that and then I just googled I was like I'm kind of curious how much is 60 ounces because uh in Canada we well I guess we kind of use ounces at like Starbucks and stuff but like we're not often measuring things in ounces or like even cups like it would be liters or milliliters and And so I was like, okay, I'll just like look it up to see like, am I, you know, drinking way more than the recommended amount? I looked it up. It's like barely eight cups. It's like 7.5 cups. So I was just apparently drinking zero water before this week. So that's great. (laughs) Okay. That's my personal update. Moving on to the Patreon. This week, I want to shout out Lady Swamp Witch. <laughs> I, I won't say her real name just in case she doesn't want me to share it, but you are my conspiracy blind item queen. Your depth of pop culture and celebrity is so vast and I love it so much. And you're a great part of our community. So thanks for being an RTBP patron. And Rachel, thank you so much much for supporting me for the last three months it means the absolute world to me and you know it's just nice to know that there's an official petty betty out there somewhere listening to this so kisses to both of you this week we had our this month in petty if you are a ready to be pricey patreon member we hang out once a month i also send you a little snail mail and it's super super fun if you want to check any of that out you can go to patreon.com slash rtbp podcast 
And this question came up to me this week, but people didn't know what like our Discord was about because we have a club going on, which we're going to be discussing next week, January 17th and stuff like that. It was like, it's just the discussion about the book. No, it's not. We talk about celeb jets. There's a question of the day that I write about pop culture, like, you know, like a fuck, Mary kill or who would you invite to happy hour? What secret are you dying to know? All of like, what was your earliest memory of this whatever so we have a question of the day we also have an episode discussion thread we have a this week in petty thread that you can share your own this week in petties and a petty weight champion of the week thread so you can nominate your own petty weight champ and this just a general discussion channel where we share tiktoks and tweets and breaking news and comment and stuff and just all of that stuff so it's super super fun so if you want to check any of that out again patreon.com slash rtbb podcast this past week's episode was on nepo babies with my friend champ this upcoming episode is going to be on miley cyrus's pettiest moments throughout her career and discussion about her new music with my friend courtney it's gonna be super fun okay last thing to do before we get to today's episode i want to share a little preview of a fun podcast called confessions of a wannabe it girl which you know after i just talked about the fucking stanley quencher for 10 minutes that that that's me. <laughs> so check out this promo from the podcast Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. Welcome to Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. I'm your host, Marley Fragging, and I'm here to help you filter out all the bullshit and become the next It Girl. This podcast explores the reality of what it really takes to make it out there. As it turns out, it is way less Instagramable than I thought it was going to be. I'm still very much a work in progress, but there's simply nothing else I'd rather be doing than chasing my dreams. So let's learn from my mistakes and work together to achieve our dreams with more confidence, clarity, and direction. Let's get after it. Okay, if that pod sounds good to you, check out Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl wherever you get podcasts. Okay, it's time to get to the show. Here is my conversation with Lex Nico. I'm back with a very special guest, Lex Nico of Crown Jewels. Lex, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Our mutual friend Kelly Williams connected us of Beyond the Blinds and Laguna Biatch. A star Kelly is. Truly. And she said (laughs) we're her favorite Canadians. Oh, good. (laughs) I would expect that we are. Oh, my gosh. If she put somebody else on that list, I would have words with her. Yeah, same here. And I just realized like what a like serendipitous like chance coincidence that we are chatting on the day that Spare comes out. I know. Because we booked this like a month or two ago. Oh, we booked this a long time ago, (laughs) Tori. Like I was like, I'm not free until 2023. So I'll see you then. And you were so cool about it. So thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and then it was like, oh, just this random Tuesday. Then all of a sudden I was like, oh, no, the memoir leaks or no. comes out today could not be more perfect and I'm literally like I keep checking my Amazon and I'm like where are they in this delivery because I need this damn book I want to like just get into bed it's been like rainy and gross in LA and just like curl up with a good memoir yeah do you feel pressure to read it really quick because your podcast covers royal family news yes but like (laughs) it's I guess 
welcomed pressure because I have been chomping at the bit to read this. Like me too. The whole reason we got into the Royals work on Crown Jewels, Sam and I, um, Sam is my co-host. She's on Insta, Bravo Historian. And we got into it because her and I would just text about the Royals. And then she was working at Betches and I had been speaking with the um, founders of Betches about doing something. And I'm like, why don't we just do this? Because we're literally talking about it anyway in our free time. And then for whatever reason, reason, the royal family, the British royal family was like, why don't we dial up our drama from zero to a (laughs) hundred? Totally. Totally. Do you ever feel like, because I feel like I'm reaching like a point where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to like maybe check something else out. Like, I feel like it's like the don't worry darling drama where I'm like, there is like a point, Mm -hmm. a a point that I reach that I'm like, "Mm, okay, maybe I'll check something else out. Like, do you ever feel like you'll get to that point with the royals? Oh, I think I get there often with like all pop culture, you know, (laughs) like, I mean, there's a certain moment where I'm like, I can't, it it happened this weekend was a perfect example. I was like out of town with friends and I was getting bombarded with like DMs, with texts, emails, even people asking me about like sending all these articles about things that Harry said. And like, I was away with family, friends and visiting like family. And I was like, I didn't make a single TikTok. I didn't make, I haven't posted (laughs) on my grid on Instagram since December 30th, which for me is like, you know, that's almost two weeks. But I'm just like, I just need a break. And I knew I was going to come back and talk about it and read the book. And I'm like, people will get my thoughts. So I'm going to take a step back. But yes, boundaries are key. Yeah. Like let's pace ourselves Mm -hmm. in this news cycle. There was so much. I know there was so much because I covered this on last week's episode. We did the Harry and Meghan like part one and part Mm -hmm. two and it just like it like keeps coming and we haven't even reached the coronation I know (laughs) which is also Archie's birthday which is like also (laughs) you know like how much drama is gonna be around that there's just a lot of stuff going on with this family Yeah. But you know what? We'll get into it. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of like some of the leaked headlines or like the excerpts or from the interviews about the memoir? Like it seems like it's kind of maybe not doing what he was hoping to do. I feel like people that were on his side are still on his side. People that weren't are still not. And then people that are kind of neutral or like he didn't sway anybody. Do you feel the same? Yeah. I mean, I have big feelings about some of these uh, headlines that have come out and then also some of the quotes coming out of the interviews he gave because I feel like after the docuseries on Netflix, there was a bit more or like I even felt like more positive sentiment toward Meghan and Harry in the sense that I feel like they told their side of the story. They showed their relationship and who they are. And it was like, oh, we wrapped this in a nice bow. We can put this to bed slide it under the covers and then all of a sudden two weeks later we are being like we just said bombarded (laughs) Mm -hmm. with this like salacious petty you know one sentence quotations and headlines and things like that and it's like guys you were doing so well you were doing so well well. and I think it's also interesting to know that Megan I don't know if you've noticed has been quiet as a mouse for all of this press. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was she silent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> was she silent? I, I don't like, know. I yeah. keep going back and forth in my head and I'm like, is she doing that? Cause she's like, Harry, this is your thing. Like, I want to give you space. Or she's like, I don't want to touch this with a 10 foot pole. <laughs> Yeah, well, I did think that she talked a little bit more in the documentary. So maybe she mm-hmm. is like, and and the memoir covers a lot of his teenage years and his mom's passing, etc. So maybe she is just like, this is this more is your of, thing. Yeah, like this is how we got to this point. Whereas maybe the documentary was more focused on their relationship. 
But yes. she also could just be tired because, yeah, it's been a whirlwind couple months for them. They haven't stopped. I know. I think like the thing for me is like a lot of the stuff that was seemingly in the memoir, because again, I haven't read it yet, it is coming out today, is really important. Like the stuff about his mom's passing and him like not believing it for like years I thought that was really interesting because that was like also the public's kind of like people said maybe she like escaped and this was kind of like a cover-up or whatever so for him to believe that I think is like absolutely powerful yeah so powerful so immensely sad but then a lot of the stuff that has come out like the lip gloss the ripped jeans the beard the fitting of the dresses it's just like this does not matter like this is the pettiest bullshit which Uh uh-huh part of me is like that's kind of funny like this is funny but then the other parts I'm like these are the conversations you have with your grandma about whether you can wear a beard like who gives a fuck like it doesn't matter I know (laughs) and it's really hard again right because it's like I want to like you yes and for what like when you come at me or these articles come at us with these stories around like you noticing how bald your brother was yeah. or you speaking to like, are you or aren't you circumcised? Like these very sort of like salacious things. And you can argue that, oh, well, they're just ripping like, again, these like single things out of a book. But like, yeah, they're still in the, the book. book. Yeah. And like, what's the point of that stuff in the book? Like, I'm interested to read the book because I want to understand it as a whole. Yeah, because I can't I can I can totally understand like he speaks about um driving through the tunnel that his mom passed away at the same speed and how like in his 23 years that wasn't you know the smartest idea talks about his father joking about him not being his real father like again these things where you're like I can understand how that might mess you up and that's what you're sharing but like I just feel like some of the stuff is he's cutting below the belt yeah which is not working in their favor because they tried to build this like brand and persona of like, we're so above all of this pettiness. And now it's like, well, you're not. (laughs) 100%. And he swore in the interview and like even leading up to this book and in all of the press coverage that he was doing this to share his side of the story, but his end goal is to reconnect with his family. And I listened to a podcast on The Ringer Dish with Juliet Littman and Amanda Dobbins. And Juliet said that this reasoning is illogical at best and (laughs) delusional at worst. Amazing. I I love that. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that does sum it up. It it does seem illogical that you're trying to reconnect with your family and this is the way that you're doing it with all this below the belt stuff. And then actually, I don't even know if she said delusional or disingenuous, but it was like Mm -hmm. to a point where she was like, is the underlying reason why he's releasing this book specifically is like, you know, to make money, to launch a different type of career, etc. Like, what do you think about all of that? I think that this is absolutely about making money, but I also think that they would never admit that. And that's what's complicated, right? Because it's like at a certain point and not even complicated, it's confusing because to what they're saying, it's like you're going and you're being like, William did this to me. Kate did this to Megan, da, da, da. But I love my brother. I love my family. I want to reconnect with them. The ball is in their court. Like at a certain point, your math ain't math in. Yeah. what your your actions 
are kind of speaking louder than your words. And I can only assume that it has to do with money. Like, again, if this is some sort of like therapeutic thing for you to try and, you know, reconcile your feelings and your thoughts with your family, again, that's one thing, but you've got to be smarter. If you are (laughs) not smart enough to know that this will not result in you reconciling with your family, like then I am disappointed in myself that I'm giving you my money. (laughs) I feel the same way. And I'm curious, like, what do you think the conversations were with his press team or his PR team or whatever, even with Megan, like when they were reviewing the book, like, oh, we should just keep it to like, you know, your teen years. And I don't know, like maybe even like the parts about like maybe like feeling like not loved by his dad or like Mm -hmm. that he didn't show any emotion or like stuff like that. Like, I feel like that could be maybe alluded to or included. But yeah, some of this stuff I could just see like the editor reading it through and being like, oh, do you really want to mention the bald spot? Like, I don't mm-hmm. like, and I know then him still going forward with it. I don't know. I get the impression with these two, again, even like based on interviews and articles that we've seen with them, like in the cut. And I think what else was it like New York Magazine or New York Post? Like, yeah. I think, first of all, they had an external PR team and then they brought things in-house and I know that they're like short-staffed right now. So I just feel in my gut, there is this like sentiment of they have a vision and like they want to be hands-on and it's not even like they're what we say goes, but I don't think there was any talking him out of this. I don't think there was any talking Megan out of like any quote that she said that's backfired. And like, I think they're so like in their own bubble of like, it's us against the world that there's no convincing them. And like, we recorded an episode of the podcast earlier this morning because we wanted to talk about it. And I was just like, I feel so bad for this ghostwriter. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I I agree. I just think they're hard headed a little bit, like in their own little bubble. And there's no convincing them because I just I can't reconcile it any other way in my head. (laughs) And like I was thinking about and this obviously is to the smallest detail related to Harry and Megan. But like I remember I left a job like five years ago and I was you know I felt like I was wronged by this Mm -hmm. job and I was hurt and there was so much like of my identity wrapped up in it and stuff like that and I remember like in every exit interview and every transition report and stuff like that I basically wrote a Harry-esque memoir scathing scathing, yes (laughs) and I just couldn't get over it and I couldn't not do that and I kind of feel like you're right he is being a little bit hard-headed because I feel like when you're so in it and you're surrounded by people that are in it with you Mm -hmm. you almost can't see the other side and you just end up kind of doing this and so like I do relate on that level that it's like he is still so like unwell with what is currently happening or has happened in the past that it's like it's a memoir but it it almost seems like he's still processing it in real time and Mm -hmm. so I feel for him in that way I know and that's the thing like you read some of the excerpts that have come out and like you do have this empathy for him and you're like man your upbringing was really messed up yeah you know yeah and so it's like you do have that empathy for him but I think it's also tough when it's like you also start to see like you're saying like his recount is like the only account that matters in his mind and like maybe in some areas that you might have wanted to pull back like you feel justified in doing that because there's literally no other world yeah it makes sense and it still kind of doesn't make sense why you're doing it totally well I can't wait to hear your coverage on crown jewels about Mm. the book 
Oh my God. I know. I'm seriously cannot wait for this book to land in my hands. I'm so excited. Did you order a copy? Like, are you going to read it? I are you haven't. Gonna find one online? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't, but I, I will find a way to read it. Yes. Yes. Very so good. let's dive into like the meat and potatoes of this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about the Kardashians, Ashley Olsen, and then One of our listeners said, can you do some New Year's resolutions for some celebs? So I think that'll be really fun. Yeah. And then Lex is going to nominate a petty weight champion of the week. Spoiler alert. We've already (laughs) discussed. We're going to share this week in petty Wonder who that could be. (laughs) The man of the hour. So rumor has it the Kardashians, you know, most infamous couple at this point, Kylie and Travis, have broken up. Do you give any like validity to that story you know what I do and I think this is like one of the storylines and our celebrity storylines that I actually like lean in really hard to Demois uh thought process on it oh interesting. where she's very much like they're always on again off again like their definition of relationship changes from like casual to serious and like if you think about it they're still like I, I can't remember how old Travis is but like Kylie has been with him since she was quite young and yes yeah. they have two kids but like they're still young right and developing but I definitely think that you know with Travis unfollowing everybody and again you want to talk about petty like that's very obvious yeah that there is some truth to this breakup what do you think yeah I still don't know if they are ever yeah like ever together in like the traditional sense yeah anyways but definitely something went down around New Year's where Kylie was in Aspen with like Justin and Haley Stassi Kendall and then yeah like immediately after and Travis like I don't think was there Stormy was there taking like snowboard lessons Mm -hmm. and then he unfollowed everyone that seems like something happened and he's like you know the friends are taking Kylie's side and yeah and so he's you know forced to unfollow everybody and who knows like if Kylie was there with another guy like again yeah I can just speculate a little bit I also could see a world where you know she's not Kylie is not the type of woman that's sitting at home waiting for Travis to text her back and it's like for him to unfollow everybody and be very dramatic about it, like, I think something had to go down because they're yeah. going to be tied to each other forever. But there's something, an incident that occurred that, you know, led to him unfollowing all of those people and like saying you chose your side. Totally. And this is a little conspiratorial, but yeah, um, at always underscore striving underscore for underscore better, who's name is Elizabeth. She asks, Rob was rumored to OD the same day that Kylie and Travis allegedly broke up. Very weird coincidences. This was picked up by like the Spanish and like Italian tabloids, but has really been like low key here. Oh yeah. I mean, that would never be on TMZ. Like Kris Jenner is like in TMZ's backyard. Like it would never be on there it would never be on like e-news or people unless it was 100% confirmed by that family and their team like everybody is in bed together I hope that this is just a rumor because that's super upsetting I know that Rob has obviously had you know like a colorful history with drugs but I thought like based on what we heard on the show and saw in like court with like Black China and things like that, that he was making strides. Like, so that's really upsetting. Yeah. That's the case. 
Yeah. I love Rob. Like I have such a sweet spot for Rob and I'm like, I just want you to be happy. (laughs) I know. I know. I miss him on the show. He brought like he was so funny and yeah, I I do miss him and wish him well. I always like rewatch clips of him with Adrian Bailon. I was going to say I love I loved them so much. I was like, they're like soulmates. I know. <laughs> and Adrian's like still friends with all of the sisters and stuff. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I know. And she she had the like tramp stamp of his or like oh on her butt, God. like the full Robert Kardashian name. Oh, Lord. Too funny. <laughs> uh, so a little bit of sad news. Tristan Thompson's mom, Andrea, passed away in Toronto. So mm-hmm. uh, it seems like Kim, Chloe and Tristan flew like immediately there do you think it's I don't know I I feel like that's very Chloe like do you think that's interesting that she chose to go with Tristan since they're just co-parents or do you think that that I don't know says something else I mean, I think to your point, that is just the most Chloe thing. And like <laughs> yeah. this this family is like, no matter what happens, like we're family, like Chris posted about it too. And like, I know we've heard this conversation around how like Kim and Chloe are so close right now. And like Courtney has kind of like, you know, gone off with Travis and a little bit separated herself from the family is the rumor. But I think it's no surprise that Kim and Chloe are showing up for Tristan's at the end of the day. I don't necessarily think it's like, oh, that's my man. But it's like, I want my kids to see that I went and supported their dad. And that's the Chloe of it all. Yeah, that's so true. They always have the perspective of their children and like the greater family messaging, which I do appreciate. Like it is nice when they show support in this way. But yeah, it's very I saw her like descending on the plane and I was like, oh, this reminds me of when she went to Nevada for Lamar Odom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's like Chloe is a cancer. That's her zodiac sign. She is loyal to a fault. I also think that like for the longevity of the family, I see Chris like almost taking Chloe under her wing and like managing her to be the leader of the family as much as like, you know, Kim made everyone famous or Courtney is the oldest. Like, I really think that Chloe is the one that is going to sustain their like status in pop yeah. culture and celebrity. Interesting. That's so interesting. Clearly, I'm like, I'm like, I've thought about this a lot. Yeah, I was was gonna say, (laughs) no, I get that. I have those those conversations with myself all the time. BuzzFeed released an article. It was like picked up from a documentary. Kim's former brand strategist Shiraz Hassan said. Uh, when she released her perfume, I think it was called True Reflection. So this was like way back in the day. And she got flower bombed, mm-hmm. which they alleged was like PETA for wearing a uh, real fur, I guess. He said that that was an inside job to create a media moment and talked about how she detailed like everything out. Everything was planned. She really listened to all the brand strategists and like follow through with all the you know, paparazzi moments and stuff because she wanted to be famous. What do you think about kind of getting the inside look that not all of these things happen by accident? Oh, I believe this one trillion percent. <laughs> like there is no bone in my body that is questioning this former publicist or brand strategist. Like, yeah, I think people don't realize and maybe they do. And maybe it's just me being insular. But like, I think Kim approaches fame the way that like Beyonce approaches artistry and like being a creative. And like, I 
would not be surprised if she has all of this stuff meticulously detailed yeah. and planned out, yeah. knowing that it's going to result in like press, right? It's even like when we heard about, oh, when um Ray J was like, oh, Chris and Kim were in on releasing the sex tape. Like, I don't disbelieve that either. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's such a good point. And it's so funny because at the time I was like, oh yeah, it's definitely PETA. But then you're like, oh, just wait, it's Flower, which was easily combed out of her hair. Mm -hmm. And like she, I think, you know, whatever, switched clothes and then continued with the rest of the event. It's like, obviously they chose Flower for a reason. It wasn't paint or yes blood or whatever yeah <laughs> like it literally will just help matt her glam <laughs> yeah. like very it's like free dry shampoo <laughs> you know don't wash your hair that morning but yes you're so right with that point too that it's just like it's it's bad and it's bad enough to make a splash but it's not bad enough to like ruin your day yeah and then the article shared like tweets from Chloe and Courtney reacting to it and it's like those would have been picked up at the time too so it was like they really knew how to bring all the family members together yes. to get these viral moments and to have you know everyone weigh in on their platforms and stuff it is just why am I not implementing this stuff for myself no I know <laughs> I'm like they are a unit first yeah. of all organizations can learn all about corporate culture and like Literally. one team one dream from yeah. this family but you're right you're like why am I not like taking notes yeah on this? yeah <laughs> seriously because they just they really had it all all figured out mm -hmm. so shifting gears a little bit Ashley Olsen allegedly got married in a private ceremony were you yes. a big like Mary Kate and Ashley girl growing up the biggest I yeah, love I, them like, I feel like we're in that age group <laughs> yeah like I loved their movies but then I also loved them like evolving into adults yeah. And like starting their fashion label. Like, I just think they're just like the coolest because they were like, again, you have this one side of like Kardashian and then you have the two of them. And it's like, they're so famous, but like you never, there's such an element of mystery to them. And yeah. that's a part of their allure with like the Kardashians. It's like, we are seeing and knowing every single thing about them. And that access is what like keeps us going. But it's interesting that they're like on opposite ends. But I just, I love how they keep to themselves. I love how they're like so rich. I love that they just like don't evolve their style with the times. They just smoke and wear their huge huge oversized clothes and like live their life building out the row. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you own any row products or, or like I uh, have like a couple shirts? of tops. Yeah. 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 I really want they they have this like banana bag that yeah. has come out now, but it's always sold out. Yeah. That makes so much sense for their uh, their look. I know. So her husband is Louis Eisner, who she's been with since 2017. And the only thing I can remember him was from when he posted that photo of her walking through the forest holding like a machete. Mm -hmm. Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> like that's the only thing that I can like picture in my head. But apparently they wed in a private home in Bel Air. There was about 50 people in attendance, but we have no other details about what she wore if, if there was gold bowls of cigarettes like Mary Kate had at her wedding like no date details I would assume that yes there were gold bowls of cigarettes <laughs> I would be very I almost wish that Elizabeth Olsen had like a movie coming out soon or I wonder if she'll be at the Golden Globes tonight because I bet that she will get asked about like the wedding details or things like that. But I don't anticipate we would hear about it from like Ashley or Mary Kate themselves. Yeah. You know? 
100%. Yeah, I don't think we'll get anything from them. So you're right. So would it be like a guest leak or like a quotes that someone picks up or like inside photo? Like, how did we even find out about the cigarettes in the bowls? It was like a Vogue article, I think, or something like that. Yeah, we're definitely. And again, I think that if it's like we're being served any of those intimate details, it's like very few and far between. Yeah. And it's totally within their control. Yeah. And I think, you know, even for Vogue to score, just because they're so private. Yeah. Um, And in like reading up about her now husband, Louis, like he's very private as well. But like, I just think they would have to pay a pretty penny to get those photos. Agreed. I wonder actually, maybe Elizabeth Olsen gives like a sound bite in a upcoming interview or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. I think that's the most realistic we'll yeah. that we will get. Yeah, so interesting. Okay, at pattern said zero two says what new year's resolutions would you make for specific celebrities i feel like i had like a random list but maybe we should just do some new year's resolutions for the people we've already talked about sure yes let's do it so what do you envision for harry and megan what should their new year's resolution be i mean i think their new year's resolution should be to take a little bit of a break, a break? from the yeah, spotlight that's what I was gonna say. you know like find solace <laughs> at home yeah take your hundreds of millions of dollars that you've just made in the last six months enjoy montecito hang out with tyler perry hang out with david foster spend time with your children like i think we just go a little bit even if they still want to produce content and they have their contracts with Netflix and stuff, go a little bit yeah. behind mm -hmm. the scenes and let some of this burn off. Agreed. I think Megan should continue producing and like hosting weekly episodes of Archetype or like more mm -hmm. regular content. I think that that's a really good medium for her. Same. And I, I think it's doing really well. But yeah, tend to the chickens, <laughs> hang out with Archie and Lily and just, yeah, enjoy. Live your best life. Yes. <laughs> Go back and to Botswana if you so yeah, choose. Yeah, if you so like... choose. Yeah. So maybe something like an intention about like inner peace and. Yes. I don't like, know. <laughs> seek validation from within yes. and worry less about seeking validation from external factors. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, I think that's a, a good one for them. That's perfect. What about Kylie? Honestly, like Kylie, I, I mean, Kylie, I'm so curious about her because I don't really hear about the lip kits or no. the makeup or the skincare anymore. No. And I'm okay with that. But like, Same. I would be interested if Kylie, like, I'm curious what she could do now. Yes. So my pop culture prediction for her was that she was going to shut down her skincare and lip kit yep. and do a wig or like hair extension. <laughs> Line. I love that. I just feel like you know how the halo like pieces are really like Coming all over, in. yeah, mm -hmm. all over TikTok. I feel like she could do like a luxury. I don't know. No, I know. I think that's the thing with her. It's like <laughs> it's hard for me to put like a real pin on what you know vertical or type of work she should be in, but it definitely needs to be Lux. Like I almost was like, she should be the way that like Kendall is that like creative director of forward.com. Like, is there some world that she could do something like that? But Kylie yeah. is tough because like Kylie is 
high luxury, but she's also still a little bit like, you know, like she's still a little bit edgy and like yes. in the yes. sense of like, it's not super like I, I'm like refined. She wouldn't necessarily yeah appeal to a forward.com and that type of audience necessarily. Yes. I could see her going on Call Her Daddy though. That would be interesting yes. to me. I feel like if that's one of your predictions, I feel like that's like a shoe in. It's, yeah. I feel like it's the perfect fit. So yeah, maybe my resolution for Kylie is to really focus her next efforts on something innovative and creative and maybe shut down productions or like minimize productions of her like previous products because she seems to have outgrown them. Yeah. And like they even had Kylie baby for a bit. Right. And like yeah. I didn't hear anything. And once again, it's like I understand that you are a mom of two, but I don't necessarily know if your brand connects to like the demo no. of moms who would be buying that product. Like it's not Jessica Alba, honest, like super mom yes. kind of like, you know, minivan majority. And so it's a little bit tricky with her, but I think she should lean into it. Kind of like, you know, like Morgan Stewart, like all the shows on E like wrapped up yes. and she was like, mm, my husband is loaded. I'm just going to focus on being a rich fashion girly. Like I think that's what Kylie should do. Yes, I agree. That's the other thing or pivot from like, she tried the businesswoman thing. I really feel like go back to like the super fun King mm-hmm. Kylie era. My second part of the prediction is if she doesn't go like wigs or hair pieces or whatever, which might also be contentious with people talking about the family and like cultural appropriation. So I'm like, if you want to go down a different road, mm-hmm. maybe do a fun hard seltzer with Kendall's tequila brand or yes. something like that. Like yes. go back to King Kylie, super fun. She's been going out a lot. Maybe she's single. So lean into that instead of the swimwear, the skin, the baby, the lip kits. Yeah. Like you were doing too much. Yeah. And you can afford to do less. Yes. Oh my God. Do less. Yes. Do less and do it lux. <laughs> That's yes. what we're going to say her New Year's resolution is. I love that. <laughs> uh, Chloe. Oh, my sweet Chloe. I know. Like, honestly, I, just, <laughs> I wish she didn't go to Toronto sometimes. I'm like, maybe, like, don't do that for Tristan. I don't know. Or I don't know. I go back and forth every single, like, moment of my life. But I know. And like, that's the thing with Chloe. It's like, I want the best for her because I see how big her heart is. And like, they they yeah. talk about it too much and too often for it to not be true. Like, that is not her brand. That is like who she is. Yeah. And I just want her to, you know, find somebody that matches that energy and that frequency for her. And like, that is my hope. And like you said, like, I understand that that man is the father of your children. Okay. But like, Chloe, can we focus our energy on somebody who is like deserving and open and receptive to that level of love. Yes, yes, I totally agree. Like set some boundaries and yes, really. And focus, yeah, on finding someone who, yeah, deserves someone like Chloe, not Tristan, not Lamar. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go backwards. No. Move forward. The only way, onwards and upwards. (laughs) 
Um, okay, let's do Kim and then Ashley, the other two girlies okay. we talked about. What's your resolution for Kim this year? Um, can I, is this, tell me if I have to edit this out, but like, yeah. I kind of want Kim to have like a hoe phase. Like, no, I girl love summer. this. Yes. Remember when yes. like, Courtney broke up with Yousef and then like went with, I think it was with like Kendall and sometimes Kylie and that like hairy guy. And yes. like, was they were in like Idaho and then they were in Italy. And like, yes. I want that honestly for these three sisters, but like Kim leading that charge where it's like, yeah. I want to see them on a yacht this summer. I want people to be pissed off in the comments, but like these girlies just deserve to be single and like a little bit freaky. So yeah. I would love to see that for them. Um, yeah. And especially for Kim, because I think we've gotten so much and I get it like of like serious side Kim, like businesswoman Kim, lawyer Kim, you know, and I love that side of Kimberly. Don't get me wrong, but like, I think our girl deserves to have a little fun too so yeah I want to see a bit of that yeah I agree it's kind of like reminding me like Emily Ratajkowski is like she was photographed today with another guy mm -hmm. it seems like she's really dating around and it's almost like she either wants it or doesn't care that every date is being <laughs> posted on Dumois or by like you know some tabloid site and I feel like Kim should do the same like just go out and have fun again these girls have been working for so long that it's like yeah they should just yeah do something fun and like really relish in the life that they've been able to create for themselves like that's what I would say I know I mean like enjoy some of the fruits of their labor and again yeah let us miss you a little bit and like yeah be comfortable yeah. with being out of the spotlight like you're going to be famous forever you can take a break like I don't need to be bombarded with new brands new shows da -da 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 -da. like you know just yeah you do. Yeah. You. And actually, maybe like Harry and Megan do some behind the scenes stuff like, yes, they know what goes into good reality TV, maybe not with their Hulu show, <laughs> but definitely with their E show. Bring back something like Dash Dolls or Ugh. like something like that, that it's like you're not the focus, but it's still Kardashian adjacent. Yes, I would love that. Yeah. Okay, Ashley Olsen. I guess we wish her wedded bliss. Ah, <laughs> wish her wedded bliss. Like, to be honest, I'm somebody that is very online and I like relish in the thought of not spending my time on the internet. So like, I just want Ashley to keep doing what she's doing. I want her to just live her life in peace. You know, yeah. as long as yeah. that piece is her privacy. Yeah. I love what they're doing with the row. I'm curious, is Elizabeth and James still a collection? Like, I would love to know that. Yeah, I haven't heard about that for a while. But I think when you look it up, it's still like active. Yeah. And yeah. then the only other thing is like, I love when we see Ashley and Mary-Kate on the red carpet with Elizabeth Olsen. Doesn't happen often, but I would love to maybe get like one of those in this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that would that be like the Met or oh, like the Met yes, Gala? that would be incredible. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great manifestation. So we're manifesting yeah. the Met and then she can go back to privacy. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see like the ring situation. I know. I know that's asking for a lot. But, but you know, too, that they're like so low key and like they don't have to flaunt their wealth. Like it's going to be like a gold band. I know, but I like love that. Me too. too. Like, I just want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they're like the antithesis of uh, the Kardashians. I know. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> 
do you have any new year's resolutions for yourself? Honestly, I just like, I made like a vision board and I have some goals and stuff, but like my main, I have like my word of the year, which is focus. And I truly like mean that as a thread in like every aspect of my life. Like I mean that in like, oh, I'm on this call with you and I'm not like texting somebody or I'm in a meeting and I'm not like slacking on the side. I mean that like when I'm with my parents or with like family, I am present. I mean that in like, I want to focus on my goals and like, you know, my mental health goals, my physical health goals, like, but give everything its appropriate time and focus because I'm such a multitasker and like, I say yes to too many things and I've gotten better over the last couple of years, especially with the pandemic, but like not taking on so much that I can't focus so that it's like, I can do what I got to do really well. Yeah. I love that. I've been trying to do that for a while now too because I'm like I don't like who I am when I'm rushed to something and not present and then you're not enjoying it and it's like yeah I checked it off my list but like and you're like a little resentful right yes like oh I don't even like want to be here blah blah and it's like well you didn't have to say yes or plan it for that day or that time like with a little bit if you just give yourself a little grace and set some boundaries it's like easier said than done but like I think that's my intention what about you I love that my kind of overall one is to practice enjoyment Mm, which I love that I think it does kind of have similar ties to what you're saying is just like instead of like just being on my phone and like kind of like like being on my phone in my bed is totally fine if I'm doing it with kind of like okay I'm decompressing I'm enjoying being in a comfy safe place enjoying content that makes me feel good or like I learned something or I'm just, you know, enjoying whatever shit's on the internet. Right. Like you're taking pleasure out of that and it's not like a bad thing. You're not like, this is like a waste of time or like burning my brain. (laughs) Exactly. And, And I find like I work from home most of the time. So it's like, instead of just rolling up to my, you know, desk, like lighting a candle, having a tea or a coffee or whatever, and just making it a little more enjoy, like, Yeah, like joyful or enjoying it more. So no, I think that's so that's such a good one. And it does kind of lean into mine because I think that, you know, speaks to what we were saying about, you know, being a little more present and like finding joy in those smaller moments. And a part of that is like allowing yourself to recognize what's happening. I find like we rush so much through our day and through life. And I think that like, even again, coming out of the pandemic and like, things seemingly getting back to normal. It's like we were in this bubble and we were all on our phones and on our like computers and, you know, watching every television show under the sun that like we forgot that there was like life out there. And now we're all trying to figure out how to do that again. (laughs) 100%. That's exactly how I feel. So just, yeah, just being a little bit more intentional with the way that I'm spending my time and and instead of just going through the motions really being like what am I enjoying like if I'm on a walk or at yoga class or whatever it's like what am I enjoying about or having a conversation what am I enjoying about this conversation or how can I you know feel joy from it so oh, I love yeah. that I think that's such a good one I'm gonna put that in my focus too yeah <laughs> you don't mind <laughs> yeah of course I love that 
Okay, let's move on to Pettyweight Champion of the Week. This is the part of the show where our guest is going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week. Someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Lex, who are you nominating this week? (laughs) I mean, no surprise. Somebody who did something petty this week and it was iconic has been Prince Harry consistently knocking them out of the park. It's like when I think it can't get more petty, it gets more petty. (laughs) I know, I know. This is a two weeks in a row, two weeks running. And I just, I don't know. It's funny. I never thought Harry as a petty person really until this kind of news cycle. It's so interesting just the way my perception is shifted about him. But yeah, he is laying it on thick in the memoir with some of the stuff about, you know, the physical altercation and the laughing at the Nazi Camilla with the press. Yes. Like Kate telling Megan that like we don't talk about we're not close enough to talk about each other's hormones because she said she must have baby brain like he really went there and then some and again like I can have my opinion on it but I can respect the pettiness and you're coming out there as a heavyweight this week buddy. Yes. Seriously. And then going into like the Anderson Cooper interview Michael Strahan on Good Morning America like you are out there speaking sis. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also interesting, too, because I found in like, especially the Anderson Cooper interview is like if he posed a question to him and Harry didn't like agree with it or whatever, he would like say something back or like pivot. And that was really it was interesting. He didn't just, you know, ramble off and answer. He really thought through what he was going to say and almost threw some questions back at the interviewer to be like, is this what you really mean when you're asking this? Yes. And like that would have been vetted for sure. Like he knew yeah. what was coming, you know? So yeah. it just so interesting. Oh, so petty. You so petty. Undeniable. Undeniable. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Okay, let's wrap up with This Week in Petty, where we're going to share stories about something that happened to us in our real lives that we're petty about. What are you petty about this week? Okay, Tori, can I tell you? <laughs> I'm so petty oh about Oh my God, I just, I, just, I just looked at what you wrote in the outline. Like... I was in New Orleans this weekend. I get back last night. It's late. My flight's like delayed because they kept us on the tarmac because it's raining. So all these flights are delayed going into the gates. Luckily, I don't have a check bag. So I'm like, okay, I'll just get an Uber and go. I start checking the Uber prices was between $188 and $226 because of surge pricing due to the rain. And normally to paint a picture, like, yes, this like Ubers can be expensive going back to my apartment because I'm kind of, I'm like 40 minutes away, but it's like never over like 70 or $80. Like this was highway robbery, literally. And I'm sorry, (laughs) Uber, I'm going to be petty. I get it. I need a ride home. I am like sucking on your teeth, but like, I am so petty about this because it's like, what about the people that had to travel for an emergency or didn't budget for this? And And it's like, and I know these drivers are not getting the piece of the pie, That's you know? And so that's why I'm so petty about it. I have such an issue with it. I know. It's so funny also because Uber Eats, have you noticed that now, for example, it was really snowy and rainy in Victoria where I live in December, especially. And I ordered Uber Eats and it was like, and I always tip, obviously. Mm -hmm. But then after I tipped, it was like, it's really snowy and it's like 
the weather conditions are bad like give your driver more but it was really pulling at the heartstrings of like I'm like I know it's really the weather's really shitty like that's why I'm not going out (laughs) I know and like in the app now it's like when it prompts you for the tip it will like again like you're saying change like it's been raining here for like a month and like yeah. sometimes I order food and it'll be like have like the rain and the driver walking yes. like a little like yeah. animation and I'm like yeah. Yeah. fine I know I, I know this for sure I know I know I know but I guess that's going directly the mm-hmm. surge pricing is absolute robbery that's absolute robbery bullshit. I know so yeah. that was my I am just like so you I took get the you took the Uber? Well, I waited and it dropped. Yeah. It was still $100, but like, yeah. that's a significant difference. But yeah. again, like, I know that I had to do it. So like, I was, you know, my back was against the wall, but you better believe I'm still going to be petty about having to pay that money and seeing those prices on my Uber app, like yeah. insulting. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's the thing about me too. I was like, I'll do it, but I will complain about it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So this week I went to my friend's house and we were playing Taboo. Do you know that game? Of course. Okay. Yeah. It's super fun. If you've never played, it's basically where you get a list of words and you have to describe it and your teammates try to guess the word and you can't say a bunch. Like if it was baseball, you probably couldn't say like bat ball. Yeah. Like, I don't know. know. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. (laughs) Stuff like that. World Series. So, yeah, exactly. Like I was going to say NBA, but M- M- MLB. MLB. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so it's my turn and I get the word bed. And so I give the prompt to my friends, uh, something I'm in a lot of. And they go, so they're yelling out answers. They go, depression, uh, <laughs> sweatpants. <laughs> And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, You're like, stop s- speaking. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> like, you didn't get it correct. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, it's bed. Like, I'm in my bed a lot. And then they do it again. I'm just going to look up what they said because I definitely texted it to a bunch mm-hmm. of other people, but I can't remember right off. Amazing. But I guess like it's me setting myself up for failure because I always end up looping it back to me, which I guess, again, setting myself up for for failure. But the second one I had was piano. Okay. And I said, something I pretend to do at parties. And my friends go, have fun, be happy, socialize. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you're like, do you guys think that I'm not OK? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I don't know if I'm not OK, but I don't need you to tell me. One hundred percent. I was like, this was a reality check. <laughs> like, be happy. Have fun. <laughs> Find joy. Uh, Exactly. So, um, yeah, I was like, you guys, because you can't do hand mm-hmm. movements, so I couldn't, like, you know, tickle the ivories. But, uh, yeah, so anyways, that was uh, my This Week in Petty. Petty about my friends and their taboo clues or guesses. Love that. Hear, hear. <laughs> yeah, God. This was so much fun. Thanks for coming on the show. I know. I can't believe this flew by. Thank you for having mm-hmm. me. It did. <laughs> it did. Where can the listeners find you and anything else you want to plug? Yes. So you can find me on socials, Instagram, TikTok, 
Pinterest, Twitter at Lex Nico. That's L-E-X-N-I-K-O. And you should all subscribe and listen to the Crown Jewels podcast. It's Crown Jewels by Betches Media. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are royally obsessed like I am, like you will find so much joy in the show. Sam and I have the most fun recording it and it's just, it's the best. I've been having a great time. So thanks for letting me talk about it too. Yeah, and this is, I feel like the time to subscribe because because like we talked about mm-hmm. all episode, it's just ramping up. Yes. So yeah, go check it out. We're going to get into it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Well, thanks for coming on. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Lex for joining me on today's episode. If you haven't already, you can follow me on socials at RTBP podcast and subscribe to Ready to be Petty wherever you find podcasts. It's super helpful if you enjoyed today's episode or if you've been enjoying the show in general to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This lets me know that I'm on track and helps the pod find new listeners and guests as well. I hope that you are all safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.